Friday, May 16th. Near Knight enjoyed some agreeable and sweet conversation with the dear minister, which, I trust, was blessed to my soul. My heart was warmed, and my soul engaged to live to God. So that I longed to exert myself with more vigor than ever I had done in his cause and those words were quickening to me, herein is my father glorified, that ye bring forth much fruit. Oh, my soul longed, and wished, and prayed, to be enabled to live to God with utmost constancy and ardor. In the evening God was pleased to shine upon me in secret prayer, and draw out my soul after himself. And I had freedom and supplication for myself, but much more in intercession for others so that I was sweetly constrained to say, Lord, use me as thou wilt. Do as thou wilt with me but oh, promote thine own cause. Zion is thine. Oh visit thine heritage. Let thy kingdom come. Oh let thy blessed interest be advanced in the world. When I attempted to look to God, respecting my worldly circumstances, and his providential dealings with me, in regard of my settling down in my congregation, which seems to be necessary, and yet very difficult, and contrary to my fixed intention for years past, as well as my disposition which has been, and still is, at times especially, to go forth, and spend my life in preaching the gospel from place to place, and gathering souls afar off to Jesus the great Redeemer I could only say, the will of the Lord be done. It is no matter for me. The same frame of mind I felt with respect to another important affair I have lately had some serious thoughts of I could say, with utmost calmness and composure, Lord, if it be most for thy glory, let me proceed in it. But if thou seest that it will in any wise hinder my usefulness in thy cause. O prevent my proceeding for all I want, respecting this world, is such circumstances as may best capacitate me to do service for God in the world. But blessed be God, I enjoyed liberty in prayer for my dear flock, and was enabled to pour out my soul into the bosom of a tender father my heart within me was melted, when I came to plead for my dear people, and for the kingdom of Christ in general. Oh, how sweet was this evening to my soul! I knew not how to go to bed. And when got to bed, longed for some way to improve time for God, to some excellent purpose. Bless the Lord, O my soul! Saturday, May 17th. Walked out in the morning, and felt much of the same frame I enjoyed the evening before had my heart enlarged in praying for the advancement of the kingdom of Christ, and found the utmost freedom in leaving all my concerns with God. I find discouragement to be an exceeding hindrance to my spiritual fervency and affection but when God enables me sensibly to find that I have done something for Him, this refreshes and animates me, so that I could break through all hardships, undergo any labors and nothing seems too much either to do or to suffer. But oh, what a death it is, to strive, and strive. To be always in a hurry, and yet do nothing, or at least nothing for God. Alas, alas, the time flies away, and I do so little for God. Lord's Day, May 18th. I felt my own utter insufficiency for my work God made me to see that I was a child. Yea, that I was a fool. I discoursed, both parts of the day, from Rev. 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. God gave me freedom and power in the latter part of my forenoon's discourse although, in the former part of it, I felt peevish and provoked with the immannerly behavior of the white people, who crowded in between my people and me. Which proved a great temptation to me. But blessed be God, 
I got these shackles off before the middle of my discourse, and was favored with a sweet frame of spirit in the latter part of the exercise. Was full of love, warmth, and tenderness, in addressing my dear people in the intermission season, could not but discourse to my people on the kindness and patience of Christ in standing and knocking at the door etc. In the evening I was grieved that I had done so little for God. Oh that I could be a flame of fire in the service of my God. Monday, May 19th. See the public journal. On Tuesday he complains of want of freedom and comfort. But had some return of these on Wednesday. Thursday, May 22nd in the evening was in a frame somewhat remarkable had apprehended for several days before, that it was the design of providence I should settle among my people here and had in my own mind began to make provision for it, and to contrive means to hasten it, and found my heart something engaged in it, hoping I might then enjoy more agreeable circumstances of life, in several respects and yet was never fully determined, never quite pleased with the thoughts of being settled and confined to one place. Nevertheless I seemed to have some freedom in that respect, because the congregation I thought of settling with, was one that God had enabled me to gather from amongst pagans. For I never, since I began to preach, could feel any freedom to enter into other men's labors, and settle down in the ministry where the gospel was preached before. I never could make that appear to be my province when I felt any disposition to consult my ease and worldly comfort, God has never given me any liberty in that respect, either since or for some years before I began to preach. But God having succeeded my labors, and made me instrumental in gathering a church for him among these Indians, I was ready to think, it might be as designed to give me a quiet settlement and a stated home of my own. And this, considering the late frequent sinking and failure of my spirits, and the need I stood in of some agreeable society, and my great desire of enjoying conveniencies and opportunities for profitable studies, was not altogether disagreeable to me. Although I still wanted to go about far and wide, in order to spread the blessed gospel among benighted souls, far remote. Yet I never had been so willing to settle in any one place, for more than five years past, as I was in the foregoing part of this week. But now these thoughts seemed to be wholly dashed to pieces. Not by necessity, but of choice for it appeared to me, that God's dealings towards me had fitted me for a life of solitariness and hardship. And that I had nothing to lose, nothing to do with earth, and consequently nothing to lose by a total renunciation of it. It appeared to me just right, that I should be destitute of house and home, and many comforts of life, which I rejoice to see others of God's people enjoy. And at the same time, I saw so much of the excellency of Christ's kingdom, and the infinite desirableness of its advancement in the world, that it swallowed up all my other thoughts, and made me willing, yea, even rejoice to be made a pilgrim or hermit in the wilderness, to my dying moment, if I might thereby promote the blessed interest of the great Redeemer. And if ever my soul presented itself to God for a service, without any reserve of any kind, it did so now. The language of my thoughts and disposition now was, Here I am, Lord, send me. Send me to the ends of the earth. Send me to the rough, the savage pagans of the wilderness. Send me from all that is called comfort in earth, or earthly comfort. Send me even to death itself, if it be but in thy service, and to promote thy kingdom. And at the same time I had as quick and lively a sense of the value of worldly comforts, as ever I had. 
but only saw them infinitely overmatched by the worth of Christ's kingdom, and the propagation of his blessed gospel. The quiet settlement, the certain place of abode, the tender friendship, which I thought I might be likely to enjoy in consequence of such circumstances, appeared as valuable to me, considered absolutely and in themselves, as ever before. But considered comparatively, they appeared nothing. Compared with the value and preciousness of an enlargement of Christ's kingdom, they vanished like the stars before the rising sun. And sure I am, that although the comfortable accommodations of life appeared valuable and dear to me, yet I did surrender and resign myself, soul and body, to the service of God, and promotion of Christ's kingdom though it should be in the loss of them all. And I could not do any other, because I could not will or choose any other. I was constrained, and yet chose, to say, farewell, friends and earthly comforts, the dearest of them all, the very dearest, if the Lord calls for it. Adieu, adieu. I will spend my life, to my latest moments, in caves and dens of the earth, if the kingdom of Christ may thereby be advanced. I found extraordinary freedom at this time in pouring out my soul to God, for his cause. And especially that his kingdom might be extended among the Indians, far remote. And I had a great and strong hope, that God would do it. I continued wrestling with God in prayer for my dear little flock here. And more especially for the Indians elsewhere. As well as for dear friends in one place and another. Till it was bedtime, and I feared I should hinder the family, etc. But oh, with what reluctancy did I find myself obliged to consume time and sleep. I longed to be as a flame of fire, continually glowing in the divine service, preaching and building up Christ's kingdom, to my latest, my dying moment. Friday, May 23rd in the morning was in the same frame of mind as in the evening before. The glory of Christ's kingdom so much outshone the pleasure of earthly accommodations and enjoyments, that they appeared comparatively nothing, though in themselves good and desirable. My soul was melted in secret meditation and prayer, and I found myself divorced from any part in this world so that in those affairs that seemed of the greatest importance to me, in respect of the present life, and those wherein the tender powers of the mind are most sensibly touched, I could only say, the will of the Lord be done. But just the same things that I felt the evening before, I felt now. And found the same freedom in prayer for the people of my charge, for the propagation of the gospel among the Indians, and for the enlargement and spiritual welfare of Zion in general, and my dear friends in particular, now, as I did then. And longed to burn out in one continued flame for God. Retained much of the same frame through the day and the evening was visited by my brother John Brainerd. The first visit I have ever received from any near relative since I have been a missionary. Felt the same frame of spirit in the evening as in the morning. And found that it was good for me to draw near to God, and leave all my concerns and burdens with Him. Was enlarged and refreshed in pouring out my soul for the propagation of the gospel of the Redeemer among the distant tribes of Indians. Blessed be God. If ever I filled up a day with studies and devotion, I was enabled so to fill up this day. Saturday, May 24th. Enjoyed this day something of the same frame of mind as I felt the day before. Lord's Day, May 25th. See the public journal. This week, at least the former part of it, he was in a very weak state but yet seems to have been free from melancholy, which often had attended the feeling of his bodily strength. 
he from time to time speaks of comfort and inward refreshment, this week. Lord's Day, June 1st. See the Public Journal. Monday, June 2nd in the evening enjoyed some freedom in secret prayer and meditation. Tuesday, June 3rd. My soul rejoiced, early in the morning, to think, that all things were at God's disposal. Oh, it pleased me to leave them there. Felt afterwards much as I did on Thursday evening, May 22nd, last. And continued in this frame for several hours. Walked out into the wilderness, and enjoyed freedom, fervency, and comfort in prayer. And again enjoyed the same in the evening. Wednesday, June 4th. Spent the day in writing, and enjoyed some comfort, satisfaction, and freedom in my work. In the evening I was favored with a sweet refreshing frame of soul in secret prayer and meditation. Prayer was now wholly turned into praise, and I could do little else but try to adore and bless the living God. The wonders of His grace displayed in gathering to Himself a church among the poor Indians here, were the subject matter of my meditation, and the occasion of exciting my soul to praise and bless His name. My soul was scarce ever more disposed to inquire, what I should render to God for all His benefits, than at this time. Oh, I was brought into a strait, a sweet and happy strait, to know what to do. I longed to make some returns to God. But found I had nothing to return I could only rejoice, that God had done the work Himself. And that none in heaven or earth might pretend to share the honor of it with Him. I could only be glad, that God's declarative glory was advanced by the conversion of these souls and that it was to the enlargement of his kingdom and the world but saw I was so poor, that I had nothing to offer to him. My soul and body, through grace, I could cheerfully surrender to him but it appeared to me, this was rather a cumber than a gift. And nothing could I do to glorify his dear and blessed name. Yet I was glad at heart that he was unchangeably possessed of glory and blessedness. Oh that he might be adored and praised by all his intelligent creatures to the utmost of their power and capacities. M. So would have rejoiced to see others praise him, though I could do nothing towards it myself. The next day he speaks of his being subject to some degree of melancholy, but of being somewhat relieved in the evening. Friday, June 6th. See the public journal. Saturday, June 7th. Rode to Freehold to assist Mr. Tennant in the administration of the Lord's Supper in the afternoon preached from Psalm 73:28. But it is good for me to draw near to God, etc. God gave me some freedom and warmth in my discourse. And I trust his presence was in the assembly. Was comfortably composed, and enjoyed a thankful frame of spirit. And my soul was grieved that I could not render something to God for his benefits bestowed. Oh that I could be swallowed up in his praise. Lord's Day, June 8th. Spent much time, in the morning, in secret duties. But between hope and fear, respecting the enjoyment of God in the business of the day then before us. Was agreeably entertained in the forenoon, by a discourse from Mr. Tennant, and felt somewhat melted and refreshed. In the season of communion enjoyed some comfort, and especially in serving one of the tables. Blessed be the Lord, it was a time of refreshing to me, and I trust to many others. A number of my dear people sat down by themselves at the last table, at which time God seemed to be in the midst of them. And the thoughts of what God had done among them were refreshing and melting to me in the afternoon God enabled me to preach with uncommon freedom, from 2 Corinthians 5.20.
now then we are ambassadors for Christ, etc. Through the great goodness of God, I was favored with a constant flow of pertinent matter, and proper expressions, from the beginning to the end of my discourse. In the evening I could not but rejoice in God, and bless Him for the manifestations of grace in the day past. Oh, it was a sweet and solemn day and evening. A season of comfort to the godly, and of awakening to some souls. Oh that I could praise the Lord. Monday, June 9th. Enjoyed some sweetness in secret duties. Preached the concluding sermon from Genesis 5:24. And Enoch walked with God, etc. God gave me enlargement and fervency in my discourse. So that I was unable to speak with plainness and power. And God's presence seemed to be in the assembly. Praised be the Lord, it was a sweet meeting, a desirable assembly. I found my strength renewed, and lengthened out, even to a wonder. So that I felt much stronger at the conclusion than in the beginning of the sacramental solemnity. I have great reason to bless God for this solemnity, wherein I have found assistance in addressing others, and sweetness in my own soul. On Tuesday he found himself spent and his spirits exhausted by his late labors. And on Wednesday complains of vapory disorders, and dejection of spirit, and of enjoying but little comfort or spirituality. Thursday, June 12th in the evening enjoyed freedom of mind, and some sweetness and secret prayer it was a desirable season to me. My soul was enlarged in prayer for my own dear people, and for the enlargement of Christ's kingdom, and especially for the propagation of the gospel among the Indians, hack in the wilderness. Was refreshed in prayer for dear friends in New England, and elsewhere I found it sweet to pray at this time. And could with all my heart say, It is good for me to draw near to God. Friday, June 13th. I came away from the meeting of the Indians this day, rejoicing and blessing God for His grace manifested at the season. Saturday, June 14th. Rode to Kingston, to assist the Reverend Mr. Wales in the administration of the Lord's Supper in the afternoon preached. But, almost fainted in pulpit yet God strengthened me when I was just gone, and enabled me to speak His word with freedom, fervency, and application to the conscience. And, praised be the Lord, out of weakness I was made strong. I enjoyed some sweetness in and after public worship. But was extremely tired. Oh, how many are the mercies of the Lord! To them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Lord's Day, June 15th. Was in a dejected, spiritless flume, that I could not hold up my head, nor look anybody in the face. And administered the Lord's Supper at Mr. Wales's desire. And found myself in a good measure unburdened and relieved of my pressing load, when I came to ask a blessing on the elements here God gave me enlargement, and a tender affectionate sense of spiritual things so that it was a season of comfort, in some measure, to me, and, I trust, more so to others in the afternoon preached to a vast multitude, from Rev. 22:17, And whosoever will, etc. God help me to offer a testimony for himself, and to lead sinners inexcusable in neglecting his grace. I was enabled to speak with such freedom, fluency, and clearness, as commanded the attention of the great. Was extremely tired, in the evening, but he enjoyed composure and sweetness. Monday, June 16th. Preached again. And God helped me amazingly, so that this was a sweet, refreshing season to my soul and others. Oh, 
Forever blessed be God for help afforded at this time, when my body was so weak, and while there was so large an assembly to hear. Spent the afternoon in a comfortable, agreeable manner. The next day was spent comfortably. On Wednesday he went to a meeting of ministers at Hopewell. Thursday, June 19th. See his public journal. On Friday and Saturday he was very much amiss. But yet preached to his people on Saturday. His illness continued on the Sabbath. But he preached, notwithstanding, to his people both parts of the day. And after the public worship was ended, he endeavored to apply divine truths to the consciences of some, and address them personally for that end. Several were in tears, and some appeared much affected but he was extremely wearied with the services of the day, and was so ill at night that he could have no bodily rest. But remarks, that God was his support, and that he was not left destitute of comfort in him. On Monday he continued very ill, but speaks of his mind being calm and composed, resigned to the divine dispensations, and content with his feeble state. By the account he gives of himself, the remaining part of this week, he continued very feeble, for the most part dejected in mind. He enjoyed no great freedom nor sweetness in spiritual things. Excepting that for some very short spaces of time he had refreshment and encouragement, which engaged his heart on divine things. And sometimes his heart was melted with spiritual affection. Lord's Day, June 29th. Breached, both parts of the day, from John 14:19. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, etc. God was pleased to assist me, to afford me both freedom and power especially towards the close of my discourses, both forenoon and afternoon. God's power appeared in the assembly, in both exercises. Numbers of God's people were refreshed and melted with divine things. One or two comforted, who had been long under distress convictions, in divers instances, powerfully revived. And one man in years much awakened, who had not long frequented our meeting, and appeared before us stupid as a stock. God amazingly renewed and lengthened out my strength. I was so spent at noon, that I could scarce walk, and all my joints trembled. So that I could not sit, nor so much as hold my hand still and yet God strengthened me to preach with power in the afternoon. Although I had given out word to my people that I did not expect to be able to do it. Spent some time afterwards in conversing, particularly, with several persons, about their spiritual state and had some satisfaction concerning one or two. Prayed afterwards with a sick child, and gave a word of exhortation. Was assisted in all my work. Blessed be God. Returned home with more health than I went out with. Although my linen was ringing wet upon me, from a little after ten in the morning till past five in the afternoon. My spirits also were considerably refreshed. And my soul rejoiced in hope that I had through grace done something for God in the evening walked out, and enjoyed a sweet season in secret prayer and praise. But oh, I found the truth of the psalmist words, my goodness extendeth not to thee. I could not make any returns to God. I longed to live only to Him, and to be in tune for His praise and service forever. Oh, for spirituality and holy fervency, that I might spend and be spent for God to my latest moment. Monday June 30th. Spent the day in writing. But under much weakness and disorder. Felt the labors of the preceding day. Although my spirits were so refreshed the evening before, 
that I was not then sensible of my being spent. Tuesday, July 1st in the afternoon visited and preached to my people, from Hebrews 9.27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, etc. on occasion of some persons lying at the point of death, in my congregation. God gave me some assistance. And his word made some impressions on the audience, in general. This was an agreeable and comfortable evening to my soul my spirits were somewhat refreshed, with a small degree of freedom and help enjoyed in my work. On Wednesday he went to Newark, to a meeting of the Presbytery complains of lowness of spirits. And greatly lamented spending his time so unfruitfully. The remaining part of the week he spent there and at Elizabethtown. And speaks of comfort and divine assistance from day to day. But yet greatly complains for want of more spirituality. Lord's Day, July 6th. At Elizabethtown enjoyed some composure and serenity of mind in the morning heard Mr. Dickinson preach in the forenoon, and was refreshed with his discourse. Was in a melting frame some part of the time of sermon partook of the Lord's Supper, and enjoyed some sense of divine things in that ordinance. In the afternoon I preached from Ezekiel 33:11, As I live, saith the Lord God, etc. God favored me with freedom and fervency and helped me to plead his cause beyond my own power. Monday, July 7th. My spirits were considerably refreshed and raised in the morning. There is no comfort, I find, in any enjoyment, without enjoying God, and being engaged in a service in the evening had the most agreeable conversation that ever I remember in all my life, upon God's being all in all, and all enjoyments being just that to us which God makes them, and no more. It is good to begin and end with God. Oh, how does a sweet solemnity lay a foundation for true pleasure and happiness? Tuesday, July 8th. Rode home, and enjoyed some agreeable meditations by the way. Wednesday, July 9th. Spent the day in writing. Enjoyed some comfort and refreshment of spirit in my evening retirement. Thursday, July 10th. Spent most of the day in writing. Torb's night rode to Mr. Tennant's. Enjoyed some agreeable conversation went home, in the evening, in a solemn, sweet frame of mind. Was refreshed in secret duties, longed to live holy and only for God, and saw plainly there was nothing in the world worthy of my affection. So that my heart was dead to all below. Yet not through dejection, as at some times, but from views of a better inheritance. Friday, July 11th was in a calm, composed frame in the morning, especially in the season of my secret retirement. I think I was well pleased with the will of God, whatever it was, or should be, in all respects I had then any thought of. Intending to administer the Lord's Supper the next Lord's Day, I looked to God for His presence and assistance upon that occasion. But felt a disposition to say, The will of the Lord be done, whether it be to give me assistance, or not. Spent some little time in writing visited the Indians, and spent some time in serious conversation with them. Thinking it not best to preach, many of them being absent. Saturday, July 12th. This day was spent in fasting and prayer by my congregation, as preparatory to the sacrament. I discoursed, both parts of the day, from Romans 4.25. Who was delivered for our offenses, etc. God gave me some assistance in my discourses, and something of divine power tended the word. So that this was an agreeable season. Afterwards led them to a solemn renewal of their covenant, 
and fresh dedication of themselves to God. This was a season both of solemnity and sweetness, and God seemed to be in the midst of us. Return to my lodgings, in the evening, in a comfortable frame of mind. Lord's Day, July 13th in the forenoon discoursed on the bread of life, from John 6.35. God gave me some assistance, in part of my discourse especially. And there appeared some tender affection in the assembly under divine truths. My soul also was somewhat refreshed. And administered the sacrament of the Lord's Supper to thirty-one persons of the Indians. God seemed to be present in this ordinance. The communicants were sweetly melted and refreshed, most of them. Oh, how they melted, even when the elements were first uncovered. There was scarcely a dry eye among them when I took off the linen, and showed them the symbols of Christ's broken body. Having rested a little, after the administration of the sacrament, I visited the communicants, and found them generally in a sweet, loving frame. Not unlike what appeared among them on the former sacramental occasion, on April 27th in the afternoon, discoursed upon coming to Christ, and the satisfaction of those who do so, from the same verse I insisted on in the forenoon. This was likewise an agreeable season, a season of much tenderness, affection, and enlargement in divine service. And God, I am persuaded, crowned our assembly with his divine presence. I returned home much spent, yet rejoicing in the goodness of God. Monday, July 14th. Went to my people, and discoursed to them from Psalm 119-106. I have sworn, and I will perform it, etc. Observed, 1. That all God's judgments or commandments are righteous. 2. That God's people have sworn to keep them and this they do especially at the Lord's table. There appeared to be a powerful divine influence on the assembly, and considerable melting under the word. Afterwards I led them to a renewal of their covenant before God, that they would watch over themselves and one another, lest they should fall into sin and dishonor the name of Christ, just as I did on Monday, April 28th. This transaction was attended with great solemnity. And God seemed to own it by exciting in them a fear and jealousy of themselves, lest they should sin against God. So that the presence of God seemed to be amongst us in this conclusion of the sacramental solemnity. The next day he set out on a journey towards Philadelphia. From whence he did not return till Saturday. He went this journey, and spent the week, under a great degree of illness of body, and dejection of mind. Lord's Day, July 20th preached twice to my people, from John 17:24. Farther, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. Was helped to discourse with great clearness and plainness in the forenoon and the afternoon, enjoyed some tenderness, and spake with some influence. Divers were in tears. And some, to appearance, in distress. Monday, July 21st preached to the Indians, chiefly for the sake of some strangers. Then proposed my design of taking a journey speedily to Susquehanna exhorted my people to pray for me, that God would be with me in that journey, and he then chose divers persons of the congregation to travel with me. Afterwards spent some time in discoursing to the strangers, and was somewhat encouraged with them took care of my people's secular business, and was not a little exercised with it had some degree of composure and comfort in secret retirement. Tuesday, July 22nd.
was in a dejected frame most of the day wanted to wear out life, and have it at an end. But had some desires of living to God, and wearing out life for him. Oh that I could indeed do so. The next day, he went to Elizabeth Town, to a meeting of the presbytery. And spent this, in Thursday, and the former part of Friday, under a very great degree of melancholy, and exceeding gloominess of mind. Not through any fear of future punishment, but as being distressed with the senselessness of all good, so that the whole world appeared empty and gloomy to him. But in the latter part of Friday he was greatly relieved and comforted. Saturday, July 26th. Was comfortable in the morning. My countenance and heart were not sad, as in days past. Enjoyed some sweetness in lifting up my heart to God. Rode home to my people, and was in a comfortable, pleasant frame by the way. My spirits were much relieved of their burden, and I felt free to go through all difficulties and labors in my master's service. Lord's Day, July 27th. Discourse to my people, in the forenoon, from S.P. Luke 12:37 on the duty and benefit of watching God help me in the latter part of my discourse, and the power of God appeared in the assembly in the afternoon discourse from Luke 13:25. When once the master of the house is risen up, etc. Here also I enjoyed some assistance, and the Spirit of God seemed to attend what was spoken, so that there was a great solemnity, and some tears among Indians and others. Monday, July 28th. Was very weak, and scarce able to perform any business at all. But he enjoyed sweetness and comfort in prayer, both morning and evening. And was composed and comfortable through the day my mind was intense, and my heart fervent, at least in some degree, in secret duties and I longed to spend and be spent for God. Tuesday, July 29th. My mind was cheerful, and free from those melancholy damps that I am often exercised with had freedom in looking up to God at sundry times in the day in the evening I enjoyed a comfortable season in secret prayer. Was helped to plead with God for my own dear people, that he would carry on his own blessed work among them. Was assisted also in praying for the divine presence to attend me in my intended journey to Susquehanna. Ad was helped to remember dear brethren and friends in New England. I scarce knew how to leave the throne of grace, and it grieved me that I was obliged to go to bed. I longed to do something for God, but knew not how. Blessed be God for this freedom from dejection. Wednesday, July 30th. Was uncommonly comfortable, both in body and mind. In the forenoon especially my mind was solemn, I was assisted in my work and God seemed to be near to me. So that the day was as comfortable as most I have enjoyed for some time. In the evening was favored with assistance in secret prayer, and felt much as I did the evening before. Blessed be God for that freedom I then enjoyed at the throne of grace, for myself, my people, and my dear friends. It is good for me to draw near to God. He seems to have continued very much in the same free, comfortable state of mind the next day. Friday, August 1st in the evening enjoyed a sweet season in secret prayer. Clouds of darkness and perplexing care were sweetly scattered, and nothing anxious remained. Oh, how serene was my mind at the season! How free from that distracting concern I have often felt! Thy will be done, was a petition sweet to my soul. And if God had bidden me choose for myself in any affair, I should have chosen rather to have referred the choice to Him. For I saw he was infinitely wise, and could not do anything amiss, 
as I was in danger of doing. Was assisted in prayer for my dear flock, that God would promote his own work among them, and that God would go with me in my intended journey to Susquehanna was helped to remember dear friends in New England, and my dear brethren in the ministry. I found enough in the sweet duty of prayer to have engaged me to continue in it the whole night, would my bodily state have admitted of it. Oh, how sweet it is to be enabled heartily to say Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Saturday, August 2nd. Near night preached from Matt 11.29. Take my yoke upon you, etc. Was considerably helped. And the presence of God seemed to be somewhat remarkably in the assembly. Divine truths made powerful impressions, both upon saints and sinners. Blessed be God for such a revival among us in the evening was very weary, but found my spirits supported and refreshed. Lord's Day, August 3rd. Discourse to my people, in the forenoon, from Colossians 3 4 and observed, that Christ is the believer's life. God helped me, and gave me his presence in this discourse and it was a season of considerable power in the assembly. In the afternoon preached from Luke 1941-42. And when he was come near, he beheld the city, etc. I enjoyed some assistance. Though not so much as in the forenoon and the evening I enjoyed freedom and sweetness and secret prayer. God enlarged my heart, freed me from melancholy damps, and gave me satisfaction in drawing near to himself. Oh that my soul could magnify the Lord! for these seasons of composure and resignation to his will. Monday, August 4th. Spent the day in writing. Enjoyed much freedom and assistance in my work was in a composed and comfortable frame most of the day. And in the evening enjoyed some sweetness in prayer. Blessed be God, my spirits were yet up, and I was free from sinking damps. As I have been a general ever since I came from Elizabethtown last. Oh what a mercy is this. Tuesday, August 5th. Torb's night preached at the funeral of one of my Christians, from Isaiah 57 2. He shall enter into peace, etc. I was oppressed with a nervous headache, and considerably dejected however, had a little freedom some part of the time I was discoursing. Was extremely weary in the evening. But notwithstanding, enjoyed some liberty and cheerfulness of mind in prayer. And found the dejection that I feared, much removed and my spirits considerably refreshed. He continued in a very comfortable, cheerful frame of mind the next day, with his heart enlarged in the service of God. Thursday, August 7th. Rode to my house, where I spent the last winter, in order to bring some things I needed for my Susquehanna journey was refreshed to see that place, which God so marvelously visited with the showers of his grace. Oh how amazing did the power of God often appear there. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The next day he speaks of liberty, enlargement, and sweetness of mind and prayer and religious conversation. Saturday, August 9th in the afternoon visited my people. Set their affairs in order, as much as possible, and contrive for them the management of their worldly business. Discourse to them in a solemn manner, and concluded with prayer. Was composed and comfortable in the evening and somewhat fervent in secret prayer. Had some sense and view of the eternal world, and round a serenity of mind. Oh that I could magnify the Lord for any freedom he affords me in prayer. Lord's Day, August 10th. Discourse to my people, both parts of the day, from Acts 3.19.
repent ye, therefore, etc. In discoursing of repentance in the forenoon, God helped me, so that my discourse was searching. Some were in tears, both of the Indians and white people, and the word of God was attended with some power. In the intermission I was engaged in discoursing to some in order to their baptism, as well as with one who had then lately met with some comfort, after spiritual trouble and distress in the afternoon was somewhat assisted again, though weak and weary. Afterwards baptized six persons, three adults, and three children. Was in a comfortable frame in the evening, and enjoyed some satisfaction in secret prayer. I scarce ever in my life felt myself so full of tenderness as this day. Monday, August 11th. Being about to set out on a journey to Susquehanna the next day, with leave of Providence, I spent some time this day in prayer with my people, that God would bless and succeed my intended journey. That He would send forth His blessed Spirit with His Word, and set up His kingdom among the poor Indians in the wilderness. While I was opening and applying part of the 110th and 2D Psalms, the power of God seemed to descend on the assembly in some measure. And while I was making the first prayer, Numbers were melted, and I found some affectionate enlargement of soul myself. Preached from Acts 4.31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, etc. God helped me, and my interpreter also there was a shaking and melting among us. And divers, I doubt not, were in some measure filled with the Holy Ghost. Afterwards Mr. McKnight prayed and I then opened the two last stanzas of the 72d Psalm at which time God was present with us. Especially while I insisted upon the promise of all nations blessing the great Redeemer. My soul was refreshed to think, that this day, this blessed glorious season, should surely come. And I trust, numbers of my dear people were also refreshed. Afterwards prayed. Had some freedom, but was almost spent then walked out, and left my people to carry on religious exercises among themselves they prayed repeatedly and sung, while I rested and refreshed myself. Afterwards went to the meeting. Prayed with and dismissed the assembly. Blessed be God, this has been a day of grace. There were many tears and affectionate sobs among us this day in the evening my soul was refreshed in prayer enjoyed liberty at the throne of grace, in praying for my people and friends, and the church of God in general. Bless the Lord, O my soul. The next day he set out on his journey towards Susquehanna and six of his Christian Indians with him, whom he had chosen out of his congregation, as those that he judged most fit to assist him in the business he was going upon. He took his way through Philadelphia, intending to go to Susquehanna River, far down, where it is settled by the white people, below the country inhabited by the Indians, and so to travel up the river to the Indian habitations. For although this was much farther about, yet hereby he avoided the huge mountains, Anadius wilderness, that must be crossed in the nearer way. Which in time past he found to be extremely difficult and fatiguing. He rode this week as far as Charlestown, a place of that name about thirty miles westward of Philadelphia. Where he arrived on Friday and in his way hither was, for the most part, in a composed, comfortable state of mind. Saturday, August 16th. At Charlestown it being a day keeped by the people of the place where I now was, as preparatory to the celebration of the Lord's Supper, I tarried. Heard Mr. Tree preach. And then preached myself. God gave me some good degree of freedom, and helped me to discourse with warmth, and application to the conscience.
Afterwards I was refreshed in spirit, though much tired. And spent the evening agreeably, having some freedom in prayer, as well as Christian conversation. Lord's Day, August 17th. Enjoyed liberty, composure, and satisfaction, in the secret duties of the morning had my heart somewhat enlarged in prayer for dear friends, as well as for myself in the forenoon attended Mr. Treat's preaching, partook of the Lord's Supper, five of my people also communicating in this holy ordinance I enjoyed some enlargement and outgoing of soul in the season in the afternoon preached from Ezekiel 33:11. Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, etc. Enjoyed not so much sensible assistance as the day before however, was helped to some fervency in addressing immortal souls. Was somewhat confounded in the evening, because I thought I had done little or nothing for God. Yet enjoyed some refreshment of spirit in Christian conversation and prayer. Spent the evening, till near midnight, in religious exercises. And found my bodily strength, which was much spent when I came from the public worship, something renewed before I went to bed. Monday, August 18th. Rode on my way towards Paxton, upon Susquehanna River. Felt my spirits sink, towards night, so that I had little comfort. Tuesday, August 19th. Rode forward still. And at night lodged by the side of Susquehanna. Was weak and disordered both this and the preceding day, and found my spirits considerably damped, meeting with none that I thought godly people. Wednesday, August 20th. Having lain in a cold sweat all night, I coughed much bloody matter this morning, and was under great disorder of body, and not a little melancholy. But what gave me some encouragement, was, I had a secret hope that I might speedily get a dismission from earth, and all its toils and sorrows. Rode the state to one chambers, upon Susquehanna, and there lodged. Was much afflicted, in the evening, with an ungodly crew, drinking, swearing, etc. Oh, what a hell would it be! to be numbered with the ungodly. Enjoyed some agreeable conversation with a traveler, who seemed to have some relish of true religion. Thursday, August 21st. Rode up the river about 15 miles, and there lodged, in a family that appeared quite destitute of God. Labored to discourse with a man about the life of religion, but found him very artful innovating such conversation. Oh, what a death it is to some to hear of the things of God was out of my element. But was not so dejected as at some times. Friday, August 22nd. Continued my course up the river. My people now being with me, who before were parted from me. Traveled above all the English settlements. At night lodged in the open woods. And slept with more comfort than while among an ungodly company of white people. Enjoyed some liberty in secret prayer this evening and was helped to remember dear friends, as well as my dear flock, and the Church of God in general. Saturday, August 23rd. Arrived at the Indian town, called Shamaking, near night. Was not so dejected as formerly. But yet somewhat exercised. Felt somewhat composed in the evening. Enjoyed some freedom in leaving my all with God. Through the great goodness of God, I enjoyed some liberty of mind and was not distressed with a despondency, as frequently heretofore. Lord's Day, August 24th. Towards noon, visited some of the Delawares, and discoursed with them about Christianity. In the afternoon discoursed to the king, and others, upon divine things. 
who seemed to dispose to an ear, spent most of the day in these exercises. In the evening enjoyed some comfort and satisfaction, and especially had some sweetness in secret prayer. This duty was made so agreeable to me, that I loved to walk abroad and repeatedly engage in it. Oh, how comfortable is a little glimpse of God! Monday, August 25th. Spent most of the day in writing. Sent out my people that were with me, to talk with the Indians, and contract a friendship and familiarity with them, that I might have a better opportunity of treating with them about Christianity. Some good seemed to be done by their visit this day, divers appeared willing to hearken to Christianity. My spirits were a little refreshed this evening. And I found some liberty and satisfaction in prayer. Tuesday, August 26th. About noon discourse to a considerable number of Indians God helped me, I am persuaded I was unable to speak with much plainness, and some warmth and power. The discourse had impression upon some, and made them appear very serious. I thought things now appeared as encouraging, as they did at cross weeks. At the time of my first visit to those Indians, I was a little encouraged I pressed things with all my might. And called out my people, who were then present, to give in their testimony for God. Which they did. Torb's night was refreshed. Felt a heart to pray for the setting up of God's kingdom here. As well as for my dear congregation below, and my dear friends elsewhere. Wednesday, August 27th. There having been a thick smoke in the house where I lodged all night before, whereby I was almost choked, I was this morning distressed with pains in my head and neck, and could have no rest. In the morning the smoke was still the same. And a cold easterly storm gathering, I could neither lie within doors nor without any long time together. I was pierced with the rawness of the air abroad, and in the house distressed with the smoke. I was this day very vapory, and lived in great distress, and had not health enough to do anything to any purpose. Thursday, August 28th in the forenoon I was under great concern of mine about my work. Was visited by some who desired to hear me preach. Discourse to them, in the afternoon, with some fervency, and labored to persuade them to turn to God. Was full of concern for the kingdom of Christ, and found some enlargement of soul in prayer both in secret and in my family. Scarce ever saw more clearly, than this day, that it is God's work to convert souls, and especially poor heathens. I knew I could not touch them. I saw I could only speak to dry bones, but could give them no sense of what I said. My eyes were up to God for help I could say, the work was His. And if done, the glory would be His. Friday, August 29th felt the same concern of mind as the day before. Enjoyed some freedom in prayer, and a satisfaction to leave all with God. Traveled to the Delawares, found few at home felt poorly, but was able to spend some time alone in reading God's word and in prayer, and enjoyed some sweetness in these exercises. In the evening was assisted repeatedly in prayer, and found some comfort in coming to the throne of grace. Saturday, August 30th. Spent the forenoon in visiting a trader, that came down the river sick. Who appeared as ignorant as any Indian in the afternoon spent some time in writing, reading, and prayer. Lord's Day, August 31st. Spent much time in the morning in secret duties found a weight upon my spirits, and could not but cry to God with concern and engagement of soul. Spent some time also in reading and expounding God's word to my dear family, 
that was with me, as well as in singing and prayer with them. Afterwards, spake the word of God to some few of the Susquehanna Indians in the afternoon felt very weak and feeble. Near night was something refreshed in mind, with some views of things relating to my great work. Oh, how heavy is my work, when faith cannot take hold of an almighty arm, for the performance of it. Many times have I been ready to sink in this case. Blessed be God, that I may repair to a full fountain. Monday, September 1st. Set out on a journey towards a place called the Great Island, about 50 miles distant from Shamaking, in the northwestern branch of Susquehanna. Traveled some part of the way, and at night lodged in the woods. Was exceeding feeble this day, and sweat much the night following. Tuesday, September 2nd. Rode forward. But no faster than my people went on foot. Was very weak, on this as well as the preceding days. I was so feeble and faint, that I feared it would kill me to lie out in the open air. And some of our company being parted from us, so that we had now no axe with us, I had no way but to climb into a young pine tree, and with my knife to lop the branches, and so made a shelter from the dew. But the evening being cloudy, and very likely for rain, I was still under fears of being extremely exposed sweat much in the night, so that my linen was almost wringing wet all night. I scarce ever was more weak and weary than this evening, when I was able to sit up at all. This was a melancholy situation I was in. But I endeavored to quiet myself with considerations of the possibility of my being in much worse circumstances, amongst enemies, etc. Wednesday, September 3rd. Rode to the Delaware town. Found divers drinking and drunken. Discoursed with some of the Indians about Christianity. Observed my interpreter much engaged and assisted in his work. Some few persons seemed to hear with great earnestness and engagement of soul. About noon rode to a small town of Shawanos, about eight miles distant. Spent an hour or two there, and returned to the Delaware town, and lodged there. Was scarce ever more confounded with the sense of my own unfruitfulness and unfitness for my work, than now. Oh, what a dead, heartless, barren, unprofitable wretch did I now see myself to be. My spirits were so low, and my bodily strength so wasted, that I could do nothing at all. At length, being much overdone, lay down on a buffalo skin. But sweat much the whole night. Thursday, September 4th. Discoursed with the Indians, in the morning, about Christianity. My interpreter, afterwards, carrying on the discourse to a considerable length. Some few appeared well disposed, and somewhat affected. Left this place, and returned towards Shamaking. And at night lodged in the place where I lodged the Monday night before was in very uncomfortable circumstances in the evening, my people being belated, and not coming to me till past ten at night. So that I had no fire to dress any victuals, or to keep me warm, or keep off wild beasts. And I was scarce ever more weak and worn out in all my life. However, I lay down and slept before my people came up, expecting nothing else but to spend the whole night alone, and without fire. Friday, September 5th. Was exceeding weak, so that I could scarcely ride. It seemed sometimes as if I must fall off from my horse, and lie in the open woods however, got to Shamalking towards night felt something of a spirit of thankfulness, that God had so far returned me was refreshed to see one of my Christians whom I left here in my late excursion. Saturday, 
September 6th. Spent the day in a very weak state. Coughing and spitting blood, and having little appetite to any food I had with me was able to do very little, except discourse a while of divine things to my own people, and to some few I met with. Had, by this time, very little life or heart to speak for God, through feebleness of body, and flatness of spirits. Was scarcely ever more ashamed and confounded in myself, than now. I was sensible, that there were numbers of God's people, who knew I was then out upon a design or at least the pretense of doing something for God, and in this cause, among the poor Indians. And they were ready to suppose, that I was fervent in spirit but oh, the heartless frame of mind that I felt filled me with confusion. O oh, method if God's people knew me, as God knows, they would not think so highly of my zeal and resolution for God, as perhaps now they do. I could not but desire they should see how heartless and irresolute I was, that they might be undeceived, and not think of me above what they ought to think. And yet I thought, if they saw the utmost of my flatness and unfaithfulness, the smallness of my courage and resolution for God, they would be ready to shut me out of their doors, as unworthy of the company or friendship of Christians. Lord's Day, September 7th. Was much in the same weak state of body an afflicted frame of mind, as in the preceding day my soul was grieved, and mourned that I could do nothing for God. Read and expounded some part of God's word to my own dear family, and spent some time in prayer with them. Discoursed also a little to the pagans but spent the Sabbath with a little comfort. Monday, September 8th. Spent the forenoon among the Indians. In the afternoon left Chamaking, and returned down the river a few miles had proposed to have tarried a considerable time longer among the Indians upon Susquehanna, but was hindered from pursuing my purpose by the sickness that prevailed there, the weekly circumstances of my own people that were with me, and especially my own extraordinary weakness, having been exercised with great nocturnal sweats, and a coughing up of blood, in almost the whole of the journey. I was a great part of the time so feeble and faint, that it seemed as though I never should be able to reach home and at the same time very destitute of the comforts, and even necessaries, of life. At least, what was necessary for one in so weak a state. In this journey I sometimes was enabled to speak the word of God with some power, and divine truths made some impressions on divers that heard me. So that several, both men and women, old and young, seemed to cleave to us, and be well disposed towards Christianity. But others mocked and shouted, which that those who before seemed friendly, at least some of them, yet God, at times, was evidently present, assisting me, my interpreter, and other dear friends who were with me. God gave, sometimes, a good degree of freedom in prayer for the ingathering of souls there. And I could riot but entertain a strong hope, that the journey should not be wholly fruitless. Whether the issue of it would be the setting up of Christ's kingdom there, or only the drawing of some few persons down to my congregation in New Jersey. Or whether they were now only being prepared for some further attempts, that might be made among them, I did not determine but I was persuaded the journey would not be lost. Blessed be God, that I had any encouragement and hope. Tuesday, September 9th. Rode down the river near 30 miles. Was extremely weak, much fatigued, and wet with a thunderstorm discoursed with some warmth and closeness to some poor ignorant souls, on the life and power of religion. What were, and what were not, the evidences of it?
they seemed much astonished when they saw my Indians ask a blessing and give thanks at dinner. Concluding that a very high evidence of grace in them but were astonished when I insisted that neither that, nor yet secret prayer, was any sure evidence of grace. Oh the ignorance of the world! How are some empty outward forms, that may all be entirely selfish, mistaken for true religion, infallible evidences of it. The Lord pity a deluded world. Wednesday, September 10th. Rode near 20 miles homeward. Was much solicited to preach, but was utterly unable, through bodily weakness. Was extremely overdone with the heat and showers this day, and coughed up a considerable quantity of blood. Thursday, September 11th. Rode homeward. But was very weak, and sometimes scarce able to ride. Had a very importunate invitation to preach at a meeting house I came by, the people being then gathering. But could not, by reason of weakness. Was resigned and composed under my weakness. But was much exercised with concern for my companions in travel, whom I had left with much regret, some lame, and some sick. Friday, September 12th. Rode about fifty miles. And came just at night to a Christian friend's house, about twenty-five miles westward from Philadelphia. Was courteously received, and kindly entertained, and found myself much refreshed in the midst of my weakness and fatigues. Saturday, September 13th. Was still agreeably entertained with Christian friendship, and all things necessary for my weak circumstances. In the afternoon heard Mr. Tree preach and was refreshed in conversation with him in the evening. Lord's Day, September 14th. At the desire of Mr. Treat and the people, I preached both parts of the day but short from Luke 14.23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out, etc. God gave me some freedom and warmth in my discourse. And, I trust, helped me in some measure to labor in singleness of heart. Was much tired in the evening but was comforted with the most tender treatment I ever met with in my life. My mind through the whole of this day was exceeding calm. And I could ask for nothing in prayer, with any encouragement of soul, but that the will of God might be done. Monday, September 15th. Spent the whole day in concert with Mr. Treat, in endeavors to compose a difference, subsisting between certain persons in the congregation where we now were. And there seemed to be a blessing on our endeavors. In the evening baptized the child was in a calm, composed frame, and enjoyed, I trust, a spiritual sense of divine things, while administering the ordinance. Afterwards spent the time in religious conversation, till late in the night. This was indeed a pleasant, agreeable evening. Tuesday, September 16th. Continued still at my friend's house, about 25 miles westward of Philadelphia. Was very weak, unable to perform any business and scarcely able to sit up. Wednesday, September 17th. Rode into Philadelphia. Still very weak, and my cough and spitting of blood continued. Enjoyed some agreeable conversation with friends, but wanted more spirituality. Thursday, September 18th. Went from Philadelphia to Mr. Treats was agreeably entertained on the road and was in a sweet, composed frame, in the evening. Friday, September 19th. Road from Mr. Treats to Mr. Stockston's at Princetown was extremely weak, but kindly received and entertained. Spent the evening with some degree of satisfaction. Saturday, September 20th. 
arrived among my own people, just at night found them praying together. Went in, and gave them some account of God's dealings with me and my companions in the journey. Which seemed affecting to them. I then prayed with them, and thought the divine presence was amongst us. Divers were melted into tears, and seemed to have a sense of divine things. Being very weak, I was obliged soon to repair to my lodgings, and felt much worn out in the evening. Thus God has carried me through the fatigues and perils of another journey to Susquehanna, and returned me again in safety, though under a great degree of bodily indisposition. Oh that my soul were truly thankful for renewed instances of mercy. Many hardships and distresses I endured in this journey. But the Lord supported me under them all. Stillwater's Revival Books is now located at PuritanDownloads.com. It's your worldwide online reformation home for the very best in free and discounted classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, MP3s, and videos. For much more information on the Puritans and Reformers, including the best free and discounted classic and contemporary books, MP3s, digital downloads, and videos, please visit Stillwater's Revival Books at PuritanDownloads.com. Stillwater's Revival Books also publishes the Puritan Hard Drive, the most powerful and practical Christian study tool ever produced. All thanks and glory be to the mercy, grace, and love of the Lord Jesus Christ for this remarkable and wonderful new Christian study tool. The Puritan Hard Drive contains over 12,500 of the best Reformation books, MP3s, and videos ever gathered onto one portable Christian study tool. An extraordinary collection of Puritan, Protestant, Calvinistic, Presbyterian, Covenanter, and Reformed Baptist resources. It's fully upgradable and it's small enough to fit in your pocket. The Puritan hard drive combines an embedded database containing many millions of records with the most amazing and extraordinary custom Christian search and research software ever created. The Puritan hard drive has been produced to assist you in the fascinating and exhilarating spiritual, intellectual, familial, ecclesiastical, and societal adventure that is living the Christian life. It has been specifically designed so that you might more faithfully know, serve, and love the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as to help you to do all you can to bring glory to His great name. If you want to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, then the Puritan hard drive is for you. Visit PuritanDownloads.com today for much more information on the Puritan hard drive and to take advantage of all the free and discounted Reformation and Puritan books, MP3s, and videos that we offer at Stillwater's Revival Books.